0: You do your roux in a microwave. This gut is beautiful, and
1: it's full of gumbo. Nick
0: Saban puts tomatoes in his gumbo. Welcome to the Gumbo Show. Gumbo is a way of life. Hey, everybody! Welcome again to the Gumbo Show, a show where we gather to praise the holy name of the perfect bowl of gumbo in Southeast Louisiana. I am Feyman Roberts, the celery in our trinity of hosts. In Northern Virginia, Dave Huguenel, the onion in our trinity of hosts. Sadly today, uh, the green bell pepper uh, in our trinity of hosts is not with us today. So shout out to Brent Barksdale, the gumbo pod father there. Uh, He will not be joining us today, but we do have a very special guest to come in in his place. And Dave, why don't you tell us about who our guest is
1: today. So yeah, I'm going to do this introduction in just a second, but Famine, just so you know, for the rest of the day, I'm going to be sitting in my house wondering why you said that I'm the onion in the Trinity. I'm not sure what that means. (laughs) I'm not sure how I feel about it. Uh, So anyway, just know that that's like going to be tinkering with my brain for the rest of the day. I did just make myself the celery, which
0: is the least interesting of all of all the Trinity
1: members. I mean, I wasn't gonna say it, but I'm glad that you did. I'm glad that that's out there. So. All right, so so with that, I do wanna inter- introduce our guest. Um, so so Feynman, I met a stranger on the internet and uh, I brought him on to the podcast. Uh, so- this is, wanna... this is how
0: all good relationships start. You meet nothing, a stranger no- on the
1: internet. Nothing can go wrong, nothing can go wrong. But no, I wanna introduce uh, Adam Chauvin from uh, Adam C Eats. Uh, you know, Adam and I have been uh, Communicating a lot on Instagram, I've been following what he's been doing, uh, and you know he's a he's a food blogger in South Louisiana. Just I think he has a lot of good stuff to say. So, Adam, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm
2: doing very well, and thank you so much for having me.
1: All right, so so Adam, let's let's start with uh, I think is an important question. Uh, you know, as as a couple of guys to do a gumbo podcast, uh, you know what what was it that made you decide to uh, get into you know writing or or, or blogging or social media about about food? What what got you started there?
2: You know, it, several years ago, before I started blogging on social media, I was traveling around a lot with my job and eating at, you know, different places around the country, trying new things. And I had a lot of friends back home in, in New Orleans at the time where I was living. And um, you know, I would just tell them what I had. And, you know, I went to this cool place and I tried this new thing. And, you know, I, went, I actually went to a real Chinatown and had some real Chinese food, you know, not that buffet stuff we were eating. And then at some point, I realized with my Facebook page, maybe I could start sharing there and it started off slowly. And then um, eventually I started my Instagram page and uh, that was about five years ago. And I've just been kind of getting better and better at taking pictures and sharing my thoughts. And it's kind of taken off a little bit um, since then. So it's been a real fun you know, transition from, hey, Friend, I tried this this new place the other day in Tyler, Texas, or wherever I happen to be, and now it's you know um, gotten pretty fun on on Instagram and on Facebook.
1: Awesome. So, wh- where
0: are you based now?
2: Now, now I live in Lafayette, Louisiana, closer to my my actual hometown of Baldwin, Louisiana. And if, if none of you have ever heard of that it's where the casino is was the running joke for years um right next to cypress bayou casino in sharrington louisiana another small town but yeah now i'm in lafayette louisiana um for about five or six years again now
0: cool so uh dave i i was gonna ask because i you said you lived in new orleans and you lived in lafayette and this is a sh- and you live in lafayette now this is a show about gumbo uh, we talked to one of our previous guests about this, uh, Jonathan Perry, but can you describe the differences in gumbo specifically between New Orleans and sort of Acadiana? What do, you, do you see anything, any differences between the two?
2: You know, that that's actually a tough question, Feynman. And the reason why is I think the whole time I lived in New Orleans, I may have bought a gumbo from a New Orleans restaurant once or maybe twice.
1: And that was because
2: I'd always cook it at home, you know, and I'd cook it at home the way I grew up cooking it Cajun style more than I think what we think of as New Orleans style. As
0: Creole style. So, so if, if I can just tell me about the gumbo that you cook at your house, what's it look like? How do you do it?
2: Uh, Sure. I mean, it's, um, you know, it's a Cajun style gumbo. I start with the roux, just like any other gumbo, no matter which style it is. Um, I use the Trinity, just like you were talking about. I use a little bit of David, a little bit of Famine, and a little bit of Brent. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the onions, the the celery, and the and the bell pepper, and and I I just have to say the celery is just as interesting as the other vegetables. It's just as important as any other piece of that Trinity. So so for whatever that's worth, um, if I gotta
0: cut the- one, I'm cutting the celery. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> um, you know, I add a
2: little garlic. Uh, As soon as the vegetables are wilted, um, I add chicken stock, um, I brown my meat, I deglaze the pan, I put that in the in the uh, in the roux that's been cooking and, you know, with about an hour left, I throw the rest of the protein back in and 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 finish it up with green onions and parsley, serve it over rice, you know, so it's not not very different than any other gumbo recipe. there's a few things I do that you don't find elsewhere, and I think we'll talk a little bit about that when we talk about pet peeves. But um, but that's about it.
0: Yeah. So sort of, I mean, sort of the classic style. What what I would consider sort of the classic Cajun style preparation: chicken and sausage. Mostly, I take it.
2: Mostly, yeah. Just, yeah. just like your other guest, Mr. Perry, I've never really mastered the the seafood side of it. I've tried it a few times, and you know that that's something I'll buy from a restaurant rather than yeah. on my own. Let's just leave it at that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, let's go ahead and get into it now. I'm kind of curious, uh, you know, you mentioned that you have a few different unique things that you do and you hinted at some pet peeves. Let's talk about that. What are What's different about your gumbo and, you know, what is it that you see about other gumbos that might drive you crazy every now and then?
2: Um, so let's start. I guess I'll start with some of my pet peeves and then I'll, I'll kind of back into my own gumbo. Um, Like I said, when I lived in New Orleans, I don't buy gumbo too often at restaurants Um, here in Acadiana. In fact, as I was preparing for this show, I was going through my Instagram feed and I realized over the past two years, I only have about 10 gumbo shares from different places around Acadiana. And we eat out a lot. So that was kind of surprising that I'd only, but, but, you know, like I said, I make it at home and at home, it's really good. Um, But one of my biggest pet peeves is when you order a cup or a bowl of gumbo you throw the rice in because it always comes rice separate than the than the gumbo at a restaurant right because they Mm -hmm. i guess then then it's nice they don't assume that you want all that gumbo all that rice in the gumbo but um you go to take a bite man it's delicious you know just every piece of it and you go to take another bite and it's just as delicious but you start to realize that well there's no protein right You got to dig around for that one piece of sausage you got to dig around for that one piece of chicken whatever it is preach it brother preach it it. bring it absolutely it's almost like you got the bottom of the pot there but the fact is is you know that's probably how they serve it most often Uh, my other pet peeve is kind of on the other end well not quite on the other end of the spectrum but you got to take a bite of that gumbo and all you get is one big piece of chicken or one big piece of sausage and there's nothing else there's no rice there's barely any 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 ruin there there's it's just and i kind of get it you know especially with a, a seafood gumbo if i show up at a restaurant and they're serving 45 to 50 count shrimp and i'm paying 12 dollars for a bowl of gumbo i'm going to question that so i kind of get that but the fact is is when i take a bat, a, a bite of gumbo I want that whole thing in my mouth. I want that texture. I want the rice. I want the, the, the the leftover veggies that you can barely see. I want the protein. I want a bite of that and everything. So those are my, my two biggest pet peeves.
0: Well, that's, I I can tell you that I'm right there with you. And, and one of my things is I want, I want a lot of protein in that gumbo. Mm -hmm. I mean, I want a rich, hearty, dark roux that, you know, after one bowl, you're like, I'm full, but you definitely got some protein in there, you know, some chicken and sausage. It is awful when you go to spoon up your second spoonful and you realize there's nothing left in there, but,
1: <laughs> but liquid right you now.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. And one of these days I might, uh, I might post one of uh famous pictures when he was prepping his gumbo at home. Cause he sent a, he sent us a photo a few weeks ago and it was just like, just mountains of meat. Like I and like I just I wasn't even sure if it was all gonna fit in the pot, to be honest. I mean you made it work, but I got uh, a big pot. I was I was impressed.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I I usually yeah, I mean three, four pounds of chicken, pound or two of sausage at least. Yeah. So yeah, I like uh I like a lot of meat. So like do you do you add meat to yours a lot when you make it, Adam, or or what do you do? Well, you know,
2: for a single recipe, I use essentially one whole chicken. And that's usually what I start with. I don't I don't like to buy pieces of chicken. I like to buy the whole chicken. And there's a reason for that. I'll usually have a pound of sausage in there. Uh, andouille is, is my go-to all the time. Um, and um, some of the things I do with mine, and my, my gumbo takes a long time. And it bothers my wife to no end because she wants me to just go set it and forget it, go deal with the kids or whatever. And I get that, but... Um, I always make my roux from scratch. I've only tried dry roux off the shelf once only to learn what they did because it's really good. And I think what they do is put garlic powder in their dry roux. So if I ever use a dry roux, I add my own garlic powder to that and then cook it from there. But nine times out of ten, I'm making a wet roux all in flour. And fortunately, from time to time, my father in law makes uh, um, uh, duck confit. From time to time. And when he's done with that, he gives us the duck fat. So when I can, I make a roux out of the duck fat. And I don't think that that, like if you if you eat my gumbo with that duck fat roux, you're not gonna taste duck like there's a duck inside of there. Right. It's just gonna add to the depth of flavor, I think, and just make it a little bit better, if you will, than just using canola oil. Then my chicken stock. I almost always make my own chicken stock. That's why I like to start with a whole chicken because I've got chicken bones that I put in my freezer. Anytime we do wings, anytime I spatchcock or whatever a chicken for my barbecue, I cut the back off, I put it in the freezer. So I've almost always have enough for my own chicken stock and I'll usually use my own chicken stock all the time. If I do the store-bought, you know, it comes out good but home bought chicken, I mean, home cooked chicken stock, I think, again, just makes it that much better. Um, see, go ahead.
1: Yeah, see, I was gonna say, I'll admit right now, the one thing I have never done, uh, and I, and I'll be honest, I'm scared to do it, is I've actually never made my own stock. I've always purchased my stock uh, at the grocery store. We're making a gumbo. So I, I am kind of curious, like like you can tell the difference between a, a store-bought stock and your homemade stock when, when you make a gumbo?
2: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. The, the store-bought chicken stock, I think starts from a concentrate mm-hmm. and then they add, re-liquify it or add liquid back to it before they put it back on the shelf. And um, it's not bad, you know, um, it's got better flavor than adding water to your gumbo instead. <laughs> um but when you make it at home uh you're adding your own chicken you're adding your own veggies you can kind of control that and i'd say you know just continue chatting with me back and forth on instagram and i'll i'll walk you through it um i use a a a basic recipe from a uh julia child book um you know to make my own chicken stock or any stock that i make and it just it just comes out delicious it's as simple as that um And like I said, you know, I use the Holy Trinity like you guys talked about, Um, usually one onion, uh, one bell pepper, and probably five or six stalks of celery, depending on how big they are. You know, a wife buys the organic ones that are small, so that I might use seven or eight. But if you get the long ones that are, you know, grown in the fields of of leaves and and bugs and all that other good stuff, then that's, you know, the big ones.
0: Um, You like that GMO celery. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's steroid celery. <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is.
2: If it's celery, I don't mind. Yeah, no. um, and then, uh, you know, when I'm cooking my roux, I throw in the vegetables. And as soon as they start wilting, I'll throw in the some garlic. Um, and I say some garlic, you know, again, that kind of varies depending on how much I got in front of me or, you know, whatever. But it's usually quite a bit, at least three or four cloves and uh, I cook that for another few moments and then I throw in that stock and if I haven't done it already the next thing I'll do is start browning my meat and I do that in a separate pan you know I know some people like to just throw in that meat and, and that's fine but but I like to do that in a separate pan I like to brown it real well I like to deglaze the pan and throw that into the gumbo that's kind of simmering at that point point. and then I put the meat to the side and I let it cool I take or and that's the chicken Um, for my sausage. I like to cut my sausage up into four pieces and then chop it up from there. So what I end up with is those little small bites of protein. And I do the same thing with my chicken. I cut that up as well instead of just tossing it in. So I take a little extra time to do those little things so that when I'm eating my gumbo, I get a bite of every single little thing every single time. And something else I don't do, or I do I don't throw that meat in right away. I let the gumbo cook and simmer for a couple of hours without the meat. If I need to, I'll put the meat in the, cool, in the fridge for a little while. And then with about an hour, 45 minutes left, 45 minutes or an hour left, that's when I throw the chicken and the, and the sausage in. I mean, what, what tends to happen if you do, don't do that is all of the flavor from the chicken and all of the flavor from that sausage, it gets cooked out of the meat. Your gumbo's good, your gumbo might be better. That roux might be better. But when you take a bite out of that chicken, it's just a flat, tasteless piece of meat.
0: So that's interesting. So let me ask you, since you live in Lafayette, your last name is Chauvin and you uh, are from Baldwin. Um, You talked about the rice. What, What are your thoughts on the potato salad? um
2: i will eat potato salad on the side of my gumbo from time to time uh my wife likes potato salad with our gumbo so she'll she'll make it um but you
0: don't eat it in the gumbo i do not i do not i've seen people do that yeah it's a thing now it's a thing you can get it all it's, it's crazy how i mean or not when i was growing up at least You never heard about that at least i never did and i grew up in baton rouge so i didn't grow up in you know vermilion parish or something but uh or of oils or some such but i never heard about that until and now now it seems like it's all kind of the rage you know to put the potato salad in the gumbo you can get it you can get it in slidell of all places thanks for the recommendation to dave by the way who who brought that place to me
1: yeah well well and and with that uh you know let's be clear you know adam is probably eaten at more restaurants in louisiana than the two of us combined in the past year so i'm really curious adam you know we uh you know what are your thoughts in terms of like the best bowl of gumbo that you've had you know if you if you had to go to a restaurant right now to go get a bowl of gumbo like where are you driving to
2: oh man um that's a tough one you know there are a lot of good gumbo's very close to me in fact there's a few blocks away if i have to be quick and i want a really good gumbo there's uh there's a place not too far from me that i'll drive to anytime and get one but if 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 i've got to make the decision now i'm driving to a place in new iberia that does a great seafood gumbo they do they do po boys and such as well what we usually do is we order po boy or a half a po boy and a and a bowl of gumbo with that po boy, And depending on how we're feeling, we'll either get the chicken sausage and that, the name of that place is called um, Bon Creole. Bon Creole in New Iberia. And I, I don't know, they, they just, it, it's a home. It, it's like a home home done gumbo. It's very good. My wife loves it, I love it. And like I said, you know, a, a shrimp po boy and a gumbo at the same time,
0: it's hard to beat that you know you can't beat that dave recommended a great place in metairie shortstop it's a great they have great po boys and a great i had a i sat in my car just a few weeks ago and ate i think i think i did have a shrimp but it was a shrimp po boy and i slurped a cup of a cup of their gumbo out of the styrofoam container um I was at lunch and I had to go back to work, so I was just hoping I didn't spill it all over myself because that would have made it <laughs> made it difficult. Uh, any other any other favorite gumbo's you have uh, in that part of the state? You know, um,
2: there's a unique there's a unique preparation that's done for brunch at a little place here in Lafayette, downtown Lafayette. Uh, the place is called the French Press, and for brunch, if you could just kind of envision this. Uh, they have their own gumbo. So you can order a bowl of their gumbo just by itself. And it's 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 delicious. Um, but they have this thing, they call it the, uh, the Cajun Benedict. And if you could just kind of close your eyes and imagine this, they start with like a, a piece of French bread and then they squeeze out some boudin and put the boudin on top of the French bread. And I think they use American cheese and put that on top of the boudin. And then they put a poached egg on top of that and then they pour their gumbo on that in, in, in a bowl. And you also have the option of ordering it with some fried shrimp on top. My brother-in-law ordered that the last time we went. It's been a while since, since I've been and ordered it, but you know, it's a unique preparation, including gumbo, and it's just a wonderful, uh, rich, and, and very filling brunch dish.
0: That, that I'm looking I, at a, I'm looking at a picture of it on your Instagram right now, and because uh, I had seen it when I was reviewing your Instagram, and I didn't, I just saw that you called it the uh, the Cajun Benedict, and so I I hadn't read the description yet, and I thought to myself, if that's not a gumbo, I don't know what is, but it, it does look absolutely delicious, uh, and there's a lot going on there. There is, you know, with the shrimp. <laughs> And the cheese and the boudin and the gumbo. Surprised they didn't weren't finishing it off with like a dollop of bread pudding or something just on the top so that you could get all the courses in one in one bowl. Well, I always joke that you know they must have just ran out of stuff
2: in the kitchen when
0: they came up with this dish. <laughs>
2: you well, know, let's let's go in the kitchen this morning and see what we have and see what we can put together and come up with. And that's what they did. They just put it, and man, it is, it's probably one of my favorite ways to eat gumbo, which is all of that going on. I mean, it's just a little (laughs) piece of everything.
1: (laughs) I'm going to have to give that a shot for sure. Um, so I do have w- one other question for you too. Uh, so I think I saw on your Instagram as well. Uh, you recently did a trip out to uh, out to Orlando, Florida, and you might have uh, been in Disney for a little bit. Did you happen to come across uh, the the infamous uh, Disney gumbo while you're out there? Uh, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and and it count yourself I, among the blessed. Right. Well,
2: everywhere we went, I was. out. I don't I can't say that I was hoping to find it on the menu. Um, but but I did not find gumbo on one menu of the and we ate at a lot of places there. We we reserved we with this whole COVID thing, you have to reserve your 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 dinners and your meals well beforehand. Um and, and not one of those places had a gumbo on their menu.
1: All right, smart um, on their part. So yeah. <laughs> congrats to them for figuring out uh not to mess with that uh not to mess up, mess with that anymore.
2: We did mostly yep. enjoy the food that they had though. Right. Um, and I shared a few of those things. I've got some more to share in the future. And um they they do it really well. They what they do, they do really well. Excellent
1: excellent. Well, uh, Adam, let me go ahead and kick it back to you. Uh you know, if there's anything you want our your our listeners to know about, uh, you know, where do they go and find you? Where do they where do they, you know, see what you're eating and uh, you know, any any projects or anything you want to promote real quick, uh, the floor is yours, sir. Thank
2: thank you so much for that, David, and, you know, for for those of you who are interested, I'm I'm, I'm most mostly active on Instagram. Adam C Eats is the tag you can search. Adam C eats, you can search Adam Chauvin, you can find it there. Um, I try to, I, I try to interact with all of you all of my followers as often as I can. I welcome feedback. You know, I get so excited when people ask me questions, hey, I just flew in where do I need to go eat or whatever. Um, I absolutely love that. As far as projects that I'm working on um, this past year or so about once a month I do like kind of do a theme week. Um, so the last theme week I did, um, was a salad week, for example. And then, 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 before that, I think I did like a soup week, which included some gumbo's and some turtle soups. And, and I think this week I'll be doing a hamburger week. Um, so if you're, you're excited about that and I think this will be released on Thursday, um, so by Thursday I'll have a few of those, you know, some different hamburgers that I I had not tried up until that point around town, around Acadiana. Um, I've been working on some guides. Uh, in fact, when this when this uh, podcast is released, I'm gonna release my own gumbo guide for gumbo around Acadiana. Uh, places I've eaten, you know, not, not that I can say that many of them are the best, but they're places I've eaten around Acadiana. That'll be in there. Like I said, it's not gonna be very big because I mostly cook gumbo at home, uh, but it'll be there. Um, those are kind of the things I've been playing around with lately on Instagram. Uh, But I I spend a lot of that time, you know, interacting with 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 you and with my followers, you know, when you have questions or comments. So 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 that's kind of what I do most. I'm also on Facebook with Adam C eats. um, So you're welcome to follow me there as well. Um, And I also administer a couple or help administer a couple of Facebook pages. One is called cook some rice it's a it's kind of a new little group that that one of my buddies created and asked me to help him with um, where they share, you know, that somebody cooks a gumbo well you got to cook some rice, right? Somebody cooks a stew, you got to cook some rice. So that's kind of the the idea behind that one. And another one, I help administer is called Acadiana area restaurant reviews. So you can find both of them. And that one, you know, a lot of people just they go out, they post their experience, they talk about what they had and what they did. And that one's a lot of fun as well. That one's been growing, um, also. So those are some different places you can find me on Instagram and on Facebook. Um, I'm also on Twitter, but I haven't figured out the tweet yet. So I know how to
0: tweet. It's kind of the same tweet. case with this podcast, to be honest. That's it, kind of that we haven't figured out our Twitter oh. thing yet, <laughs> and that's because I'm in charge of it. So it's not. Our Instagram is is on fire
2: yeah no fire. i've been seeing that and and that kind of brings up a good point if anybody looks at my instagram or my facebook and and it seems like i know what i'm doing well i made a mistake because i don't <laughs> <laughs> i'm just having fun with it and that's you know it's that that's it so that's where you can find me and um i certainly appreciate the opportunity uh the opportunity to be on your show and talk about this wonderful thing we have in South Louisiana called Gumbo um, and uh, talk about my page and what I do and and especially what you guys are doing.
0: Well, uh, yeah, great, Adam. We absolutely appreciate you jumping on and sharing your experience. It's always great. I mean, neither one of us lives in Acadiana, uh, and so it's always good to talk to Acadiana people who are out in Acadiana because – uh, because it's such a vibrant food scene out there. And the gumbo scene, uh, is, is just really great. So again, uh, thanks today to our guest, Adam Chauvin, you can find him on Instagram and on Facebook, especially at Adam C eats on both of those. Go check. I mean, honestly, check out his Instagram for, I mean, if you want to blow your diet, because every picture <laughs> is so mouthwatering and just looks uh, so delicious. You might ought to start a food photography Instagram, too, because uh, my pictures never look as good at that. But check him out on Instagram, Facebook. It's a great follow. It's great, especially if you're going to be in Acadiana, because you can find out where to eat. I think that's going to do it for this uh, episode of The Gumbo Show. Be sure to check us out on our website at gumboshow.us, gumbo show on Twitter at gumbo show, and on Instagram at Duh Gumbo Show. That's at DA Gumbo Show. Until next time, everybody, may your roofs be dark and your bowls be full.